Introducing the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson, with 25 million copies in print. Learn how the Don't Sweat Wisdom can help you achieve greater mental health and better communication with your family, friends, and coworkers from a beloved teacher. Rediscover your passion, joy, and self-compassion to awaken your most vibrant life. Hi, it's Christine Carlson, and welcome back to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. The topic of today for this podcast, it coincides with my blog, Who Are You Listening To? Meg Cabot in The Princess Diaries said, Courage is not the absence of fear, it is the judgment that something is more important. With that, I'd like us to just take three deep breaths to get really present in our bodies, become really amazing listeners so that we can relax and receive whatever wisdom, whatever inner guidance that you need to hear. Those things just tend to jump right out at you when you're super present. So let's just take a couple of deep breaths, breathing in sunlight and exhaling any fear or tension you feel in your body. And if you're driving, just be very careful while you do this. Just breathe and notice your body, notice the road, notice exactly what's in front of you. If you're hiking, just breathe and notice the trees, notice the sun. And if you're sitting quietly, breathe and just let your body go. Let your hands get heavy on your lap. Let your neck feel relaxed, your jaw. And I want you to just take a moment and place your hand on your heart. And by touching your heart, it activates your heart. It opens your heart. And then take another moment and just think of something that you're incredibly grateful for. Just one thing. One thing that you're incredibly grateful for today. And just spend a moment in gratitude. As you're breathing in sunlight and exhaling any tension from your body and you're feeling incredibly grateful, I'd like you to open your eyes. So... Fear is something that we all have to deal with in order to progress in life. And it can be really the stopping point for many of us. It can really just hold us back from doing so much. So I like to ask, who are you listening to? And as you know, I I unravel life one question at a time as an inquiry. I think of it as an inquiry. So for the sake of this inquiry, I'll begin by asking, Where does fear come from? Is fear some invisible force of intuition that we should always listen to? I mean, when fear is guiding me to be physically safe, I always listen to that, and you should too. Or my intuition often guides me as I read the motives of people I meet. Incredibly helpful when you're, you know, in the people world and and you're knowing who to trust and not to trust. But when I feel the kind of fear that is an emotional block or an emotional setback from moving forward. It keeps me from moving forward in something. It's it's a paralyzing emotional fear. That's when I've learned to become leery of following those kinds of instructions from that kind of fear as any sort of inner guidance. That's when I know ego's present. That's when I know, as my friend Alana Lee says, ego is in the house. 
After years of study from places like Siddha Yoga, reading many, many, many books on psychology, Eckhart Tolle, tutoring from gurus like Sai Baba, Guru Mai, Osho, and others, this is how I see it. We all have at least two voices in our heads. And to tell you what, I think that two voices is all any of us need to have. Don't you agree? <laughs> I mean, there's the true self is one voice, and then there's the shadow of the ego. There's, and that can take on the form of the inner critic, the self-doubter. That can be the voice that stops us in our tracks. We walk together, we talk together, and they, these voices are what absolutely come into our thoughts and, they, and, and, and become our thoughts, right? They become our unconscious and our conscious thinking. So, but these voices, when brought forward, when we can bring awareness to them, then, then they become more conscious, right? But oftentimes we are thinking creatures all day long and we've got these, either one of these voices going off in our heads and we may not be paying to, too much attention to what they're saying, but we're certainly acting from um, those thoughts that are presented from those voices. So there's the voice of who I am, and I call that my true essence, my true nature. And then there's the other voice of the ego that's based on identifying with something other than who I am, meaning there has to be something that comes at the end of that statement. I am a mother. I am a banker. I am a runner, I am a yogi, I am a calm person, I am this, I am that. It doesn't matter whether it's positive or negative. What matters is that it's an identity. It's something make-believe and based on some story or thought that you tell yourself or that I tell myself that gives me some false sense of safety. Well, if I'm that, then I'm something. Whereas the true essence, who you really are, you don't have to complete that statement with anything. It's just simply, I am. It's like saying, I am enough. I am enough as I am. Doesn't have to have anything completing it. Doesn't have to have, I am a good mother. I am a bad mother. I am this, I am that. It just is, I am. Hmm, my inquiry continues. Now, how do I know which one is speaking? Well, unfortunately, my true nature is quite quiet. It's more like a whisper. And that's only because I'm not as practiced at listening to my true nature. And believe me, I'm probably a little more practiced at listening to mine than somebody who's never heard any of this before because I have been practicing this for about 20 years or so. However, my ego is still really, really loud and ego is really, really sneaky. And every time I think I've got a hold on my ego, it is not held at all. It just finds some other sneaky way to complete that statement, I am. Now, some people think there's a goodness in that. That's not what this particular podcast is about. Maybe we'll dive out. We'll dive into that on another time. But moreover, I'd like you to just become aware of your thinking, that first principle that we talked about in an earlier podcast. Become aware of your thinking and how those voices are different. How the voice of your true nature is very quiet, it's very soft, but it says, I know what's right for you. And it says the truth. 
The ego is not. The ego uses fear and it drowns out the whisper with like a really loud brass band of self-doubt, of criticism, of telling you you can't do something because it's too risky. Oh no, you can't do that. And ego uses fear. I've come to understand that my emotional fear is actually my best internal guide to reveal to me my most important actions and steps that will lead to my soul's greatest expression and ultimately my greatest joy and fulfillment. Isn't that interesting? But isn't it true? If ego uses fear to hold you back, then what do you need to do to move forward and to step in? You need to move through that fear. So it becomes a guiding force to understand when ego is, as Alana says in the house, doing its best to issue instructions to sabotage any movement forward and keeping you stuck. When, when you feel stuck, you're stuck in the routine of safety, you're stuck in a rut, you're stuck waiting for life to happen. That's your ego. Your ego is playing a big game. Now I've learned not to pay too much attention to that voice, except to use it as a barometer to lean in with greater intensity and access the courage I need to uncover what's just behind the fear that's holding me back so that I can listen more deeply to the whisper behind the fear, the whisper that says, Chris, I know what's right for you. This is it. Now fear becomes a doorway with an imaginary hoop of fire and that's ego around it. That makes it extra scary, right? But just behind that door, surrounded by fire, that I'm most afraid to open is my true essence and some authentic aspect of who I am. In order to reveal that part of my authentic self, I know I need to jump through the hoop of fire, the imaginary fear, and open that door and step into love. When you lean into love, fear dissipates and ego vanishes. Ego also vanishes in presence too. You cannot have ego will not live in presence. There's no ego in the present moment. There's only ego in regret and there's only ego in fear. As I lean in and transform the fear that I feel into love, the voice of the ego becomes subdued just like the shadow that falls behind me where it belongs. I can hear the whisper of my heart saying, come here, come with me. Your essence will shine brightly as you move into me and into love. That's what my true essence says. And my guess is that's what yours says too. Now, there's a few, there's an inquiry. Here's my process of inquiry for accessing the courage I need and calling out the ego coward and ushering in the voice of my true nature by stepping through that hoop of fire and opening the door into love and my true essence. The first thing I do is I stop and breathe. Sitting very quietly in stillness, I ask my body, what does it have to say to me? Where do I feel any resistance or blocks to something, to an invitation or a dream? And it makes me all of a sudden feel scared. Um, where what what's tight is my solar plexus tight where am I tense what am I holding on to where am I holding it then I ask what am I feeling remember feelings are a barometer of your thinking feelings are a barometer of your mood too what am I feeling confusion what is the fear ego is 
trying to tell me not to do because I'm going to use that to lean in to doing something. I ask myself to name the hoop of fire. Is it self-doubt? Is it that I'm not worthy of joy? Is it fear of rejection, fear of failure, or is it fear of my success? What do I need to let go of to move forward? Then I ask, what small steps can I take to move into the fire, through it, and open that door? How can I jump? Could it be a phone call? Could it, am I supposed to do some research? Am I supposed to ask for help? Maybe it's an act of forgiveness. When you forgive someone or something or you forgive yourself, that dismantles your ego altogether. That brings you right into love. And when we're in love, we're out of fear. When we're in love, we're in our true essence. As I complete this inquiry, I'm able to step in and I feel ignited to move forward, albeit in baby steps. Now, believe me, this happens to me every time I go through public speaking. Like I get an offer to do a speech Oh, I, I suddenly just feel this fear in my gut, and I always have. And, and it's not until I sit down and I get quiet and I work out my speech, and it's not even until sometimes I'm sitting, I'm feeling the same fear as I'm sitting waiting to present. But suddenly as I stop and I breathe and I step through that hoop of fire, step through that fear, and I step into love and into the present moment, and and into that speech, I feel like miracles happen. My life opens up in that moment. Miracles happen while you're on the platform. Things come out of you you can't remember saying, and you're in the flow. And that, to me, is just as good as it gets, is to be in the flow of miracles. So, isn't your authentic expression and who you really are worth stepping through fear? I would say your answer is going to be yes. I hope that this podcast today has helped you enormously, and I hope that it has helped you to step beyond the illusion of fear from ego and learn to listen to the voice of your true nature, and that'll put you one step closer to awakening to your most vibrant life yet. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with New York Times bestselling author Christine Carlson. Visit christinecarlson.com to receive 30 days of Don't Sweat Wisdom delivered to your inbox. And remember to subscribe to this podcast now to receive Don't Sweat Wisdom from Chris every week.